All right, Thursday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. If you are on Facebook, YouTube, or whatever other platform you might be on right now outside of Rumble or Black Robe, switch to Rumble now. I'm telling you, last Tuesday or two days ago, we got banned off of Facebook again. Never said an explanation. Just suddenly we can no longer hook up to Facebook. I wasn't even doing it. I wasn't even, I didn't even mention the word vaccine. I didn't do anything. I didn't mention. I didn't mention anything. I didn't even mention fraudulent elections or the election was stolen or the uh, you know vaccines don't stop transmission of infection. All the things that have gotten me banned before. I didn't use the word ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. Absolutely nothing. And suddenly we're banned off of Facebook. And I, when I checked at night, Aaron, you can correct me if I'm wrong. When I checked at night, we still weren't on Facebook. Yeah. There was like no. We were like banned for the entire night with absolutely no explanation. Everybody, we got to have a parallel economy. We got a parallel doctors, parallel lawyers, parallel banks, parallel Walmarts, par- par- uh, parallel social media, whatever it may be, we've got to have parallel society. Now, I'm telling you, financial institutions, everything, we have to change over now. If you are on Facebook, listen, understand something. And if you're on, even if you're on Twitter, Twitter is still banning people. They're run by a globalist named uh, WEF globalist Linda Yaccarino runs Twitter. Conservatives are still being banned off of Twitter all the time with no explanation. Elon Musk, I believe, is trying to straighten out, but he can't try to straighten out and then hire Linda Yaccarino from the World Economic Forum and from NBC News. I mean, come on, you can't do it. She is a banning machine. She's a socialist. She's a communist. She doesn't believe in the First Amendment. She should not be running Twitter. So even if you're watching my guru, tech guru, Aaron, my, my producer, Aaron, finds a way to get us live on Twitter. I don't know how he does it. Now, basically, nobody else can, but, I mean, he found a way to do it legally. So we're on Twitter live. Even that switch over to Rumble. Send a message to all your friends watching on YouTube, watching on Facebook, watching on Twitter. Switch over to Rumble. I don't make any money off of Rumble. The total that I've made so far off of Rumble is $126. That's it. Right now, we're probably even on the first page, right, Aaron? Probably on the first page of Rumble. Yeah. So we're, one. you know, we're, we've got 406 people on right now. We'll end up with between... Five and between 450 and 600 people watching live somewhere in there doing great on rumble my goal is to get us to a thousand rumble viewers i used to say a thousand viewers get us to a thousand rumble viewers no commercials no nothing not selling anything i'm just telling you we've got it it's all for me the motivations are pure the motivations are parallel economy parallel economy there's numerous institutions out there that are starting to sprout up now like public square mammoth places like that Parallel economy, you can find parallel economy stuff on Dan Bongino's website, but just that's why I'm just telling you, switch over to Rumble. All right, let's hop right into this now. I just, even though I showed this, I don't usually do this, but I showed this on the pregame Daily Wire video where Biden's on MSNBC with Nicole Wallace. Nicole Wallace, just so you know how the globalists all work together, and it's a symbiote, it's a uniparty. Nicole Wallace was who's press secretary? Uh, that would be George W. Bush. Nicole Wallace was George W. Bush's press secretary. That's who's speaking for a quote-unquote Republican president was Nicole Wallace. Now a leftist, globalist, communist, socialist, baby-butchering hack on MSNBC. Just like, just like numerous others like Anna Navarro and... Uh, you know, John Kasich, they claim to be Republicans, you know, whether, you know, whether it's, you know, Lincoln Project. None of these are absolute shills for the Democratic Party. Baby butchering, 
want men twerking their genitals in front of little kids' faces, uh, just Democratic Party shills. That's what they are. So this is, I just had to show this because this shows you how weird things are. Fake war in Ukraine. You have real people dying in Ukraine, but it's not a real war, which we'll get into later. But you have Joe Biden doing an interview with, with Nicole Wallace and everybody. And listen, the camera is never off in this interview. When, when you sit there and you're on one of these shows, they do like their, their, you know, I don't know, their fadeaway or whatever you want to call it. When they're going into commercial, she's still talking. They're, they are live. <laughs> Live on MSNBC, and the leader of the free world with the nuclear codes. Everyone wants to talk about Trump selling nuclear codes, which of course he never did. Where's all the evidence for that coming out of Jack, Jack Smith's investigation? Absolutely nothing. Of course, it's another Democratic Party lie. But they're still live, and the man doesn't even know that he's getting up and walking out of the studio while they're live. And not only does he walk out of the studio while they're live, he wanders out. He looks like somebody that somebody has a treat in their hand going, come on, Joe. Come on, Joe. And the man just wanders around. And I'm not making fun of the elderly. I'm, a, I'm not making fun, really, of anything. He's brain injured. Told you that everybody thinks he has dementia or Alzheimer's. He does not. He had two operations for, for uh, brain aneurysms. Cranial aneurysms. That's what the problem is here. He does not fit. He is not fit to be president at all. And here he is, not even knowing how many interviews has he done, you know, like this in his life. Five thousand. They are live. Nicole Wallace is actually talking. Watch the video again. Play for me. Well, and, and the ones that didn't vote for your bills, but run on them. them That's too. right, <laughs> Mr. President. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Nicole, very much. I appreciate it's great it. to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. Um, we'll have reaction and analysis to everything we just heard. How many times have you ever seen that in your life? That's the first time I've ever seen that in my life. Well, again, it's another Biden record. Things that I've never seen before in my life. He gets up and just wanders off live on MSNBC, probably Sunday morning. I mean, not, not that MSNBC has a large audience, but at least a couple hundred thousand people watching. And the leader of the free world just wanders <laughs> off on live TV. That has never happened before in the history of MSNBC. They know. It. And what's really funny about this, I nearly forgot to bring it up, is I love having to watch Nicole Wallace burn. She's got to sit there. She knows she's an incompetent, incompetent communist, globalist. And not only is he a communist, globalist, world economic forum, be a Beijing Biden shill. He's absolutely brain injured and unable to do his job. And she has to sit there with a smile on her stupid face and act like, oh, yeah, this is totally normal. I'm just going to, oh, yeah, our guests do this all the time. Just wander off. You're supposed to sit there while they do their outro. And then when they go to commercial, then you get up, you stupid idiot. She knows that and has to sit there with that stupid pan smile on her face and act like it's normal, just like they have to do with transgenderism. Oh, yeah, it's normal. I got a guy here sitting here with taped up with a taped-up penis, taped-up genitals, and I've got to sit here and act like it's normal because if I don't, I don't get the globalist check mark on my vaccine passport. But I digress for just a moment. All right, Citizen Free Press video. Now, I'm just talking all things Biden right now. I just had to set that up. More and more keeps coming out, obviously, about... Yeah, the IRS gets, again, it's like this giant amalgam gets a little bit confusing because you got an IRS whistleblower, two IRS whistleblowers, FBI whistleblower to separate them out. You got G Gary Shapley 
and Mr. X, that's the name. Those are the two IRS whistleblowers. And then you've got the FD-1023 whistleblower. That's the 17 tapes of the Biden bribery coming out of Ukraine. You have that whistleblower. Now, so right now, this is John Solomon. This is about uh, obviously having to do with Ukraine, having to do with China. This is Hunter Biden. This is, you know, you got the IRS, which is dealing with the tax problems. You got the FBI, who should be dealing with espionage, with, the Bi- with Biden bringing forth legislation, being pushed by foreign entities. So here's here's John Solomon. We all know now that a video that that there's a glo- there's a global phone is what you call it. I really don't know what that means. Global phone up. It's very expensive. I I mean I was talking to a friend of mine who was sitting in in Cape Town the other day, clear as day. So I don't know what exactly that that gives you or doesn't give you. But Biden had a global phone that that Hunter Biden was paying for, so they could communicate. Which by the way is a violation of law. And I said it, I should have looked it up and I forgot, but all of the devices that are carried by the vice president, secretary of state, president, people on, you know, people on his administrative staff, whatever it may be, they have to be cleared by, by military intelligence. They actually have to be like, they, they have to be registered, cataloged, cleared, and, put, and protections have to be put on so they cannot be infiltrated. Biden has a global phone. Hillary Clinton has an unsecured email an unsecured server in a bathroom in Colorado. That's who these people are because they don't care about the sovereignty of the United States. Open southern border, 200,000, despite how they manipulate the, stat, the statistics of sending people through the port of entry, 200,000 illegals across the border every every month at minimum, and it's really one to five times that many. So it starts at 400,000, just so you know. By the time this year is over, we'll have seven to eight million people, basically the size of New York City, have crossed illegally through the border into the United States. You have no idea where they are. 85,000 to 160,000 kids missing. So they don't care about the sovereignty of the United States at all. Not, not one bit. When, you know, this, they have to conceal their dirty dealings, whether it's Uranium One with Hillary Clinton or her conversations with pedo John Podesta with his weirdo pictures in his house. They all have to, they, they have to keep all of that information classified. They don't want military intel seeing it. They don't want it to be uh, subject to oversight and oversight committees. They don't, want anything, they don't want anything to do with accountability. But they don't care about the accountability. They don't care about the sovereignty of the United States. So John Solomon from Just the News, great reporter, follow him on social media. John Sol- it's a uh, Citizen Free Press video. John Solomon called the secret cell phone paid for by Hunter Biden. Play it for me. 14. So we've got this about Merrick Garland. Pro tip, this person writes, when an IRS investigator says you're lying, always assume he's got receipts. Garland called the IRS whistleblower a liar. So whistleblower is now introduced. We talked about this yesterday, and you see from that law firm, six different witnesses saying, we're going to back this up. So I want to cycle through this to put on the table a couple of ideas. We talked to your team, uh, Joe Weber, yesterday about maybe an impeachment of Garland. Uh, Then you got the next one there. This one, we've mentioned it, but I got to ask you about it. This story that Joe Biden used a secret global cell phone while he was vice president, paid for by Hunter's firm. And a moment ago, Terrence was talking about James Colmer, who I think was on Newsmax over the weekend, saying, I'm going to have more payments to the Biden family. There's more money. It's not just Russia, uh, Ukraine, China, you name it. And so between the Garland IRS stuff, Colmer and more payments, and this guy was using a secret cell phone paid for Hunter. I don't even know where to begin, John. Well, I'll tell the story. I never told this story before. Only my editors at the, the Hill knew this back in 2019. Uh, 
I early on got some documents from the Hunter Biden laptop. By the way, before it was turned over from the FBI, there had been some documents that law enforcement had gotten through other means. And one of those documents got leaked to me, and it had a cell phone number that Hunter Biden was paid for. So I figured, oh, this is my chance. Maybe I can, I've been trying to get fair comments from Hunter Biden. So I'm going to call the cell phone. So I called the cell phone, and guess who picked up the phone? Oh, boy. Joe Biden. Joe? Oh, Joe Biden. What? Boy, was he shocked when he got, uh, when he picked up the phone and found out it was me. He hung up pretty quickly. Uh, but it was the first idea. And later, when the laptop came out, we wow. were able to prove that there was there were these uh, cell phone bills that were being paid for that. Certainly the laptop wow. evidence suggested maybe uh, were Joe Biden's cell phones. But it was a shocker. I remember going into my editor saying, wow, hey, guess who I just reached? Like, oh, I got Joe Biden. I get his phone. I called Hunter's phone and he picked up. This was uh, in the summer of 2019. And so... Now, I'm going to try not to lapse too far into this tonight. I always say that and I end up doing it. But I'm going to try not to lapse too far because I went, de- you know, just absolutely, you know, neck deep into this on Tuesday. So I don't want to get too much into the Biden Ukraine finances and David Weiss and everything else again. And Andrew Weissman, I'm going to get Andrew Weissman come up in the Trump case in a minute. But just on this, remember something. In 2000, this is John Solomon was talking about a phone call that he made in what year? Four years ago, 2019. They got the FBI, the Hunter Biden laptop. They had this information. What have they done? And understand that all of this now is being subpoenaed. We're going to find out who Joe Biden called on that global phone, who he was talking to. Now, this will prove it, you know, it won't disprove anything because we have a myriad of other evidence that shows that, that, Hunter, that Joe Biden talked to Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings after swearing that he didn't uh, ever talk to Hunter Biden's overseas business uh, deal, deals or under, under, uh, overseas business dealing partners or whatever it may be. He, said, you know, he says they never did any of that. So we're going to see who that he talked to. But John Solomon used the phone, used the phone in 2019, actually called it, and Joe Biden answered it. And the FBI has known this the entire time. And again, I could spend three hours on the FBI, but instead I'm just going to pick at the FBI for this entire program because the FBI, again, I've been saying this now for three years. The FBI is nothing more than the Democratic Party, Democratic Party being under the World Economic Forum and the globalists. And when you're under the World Economic Forum, that means you're under, you're under the umbrella of Xi Jinping and Beijing and the CCP and the PLA. But the global, bourgeois leftist globalist elitist is what I always call them. But that that's who that's who he's under that's who Joe Biden obviously is under under the control of. And we're going to find out who exactly he was calling on these phone calls, which is going to be great. So here's just a summation right here. Charlie Kirk tweet. You can put it up for me. Here's just a, a summation of the Biden case, sort of just using the numbers. Ten million, the amount of bribe money received by Joe, Bi- Joe and Hunter Biden from Burisma CEO. And again, we'll put all the words allegedly because we're not leftists. Allegedly, that's what they received from Ukraine and Burisma. $8.3 million, the amount of money Hunter Biden received from overseas deals from 2014 to 2019, as identified by IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley. That was coming from CEFC, which is the primary financial backing for the Belt and Road Initiative, but obviously conducted by the CCP and PLA, that's just money given to foreign entities by the CCP so they can buy influence inside those countries. You want a port built in Australia, which is what they did, we'll give you Belt and Road money to do it. That's what they do. That's how they own the World Health Organization. That's how they own the UN. That's how they own now Argentina. That's how they now own Cuba. That's now how, now how they own Brazil with, with Lula, the president there, fraudulent election, getting Bolsonaro out of there. Now they own, now they own Brazil. This is how they do it. 
Belt and Road money. That's how you wonder why Australia just bent over, grabbed their ankles and did everything. Beijing did masking, locking down, five times vaccinated because they're getting Belt and Road money. They're just bought off. They also use Belt and Road money to manipulate currency. All that Belt and Road money is manipulated currency. $3.5 million uh, received from the wife of the former mayor of Moscow, Elena Batarina. $2.2 million, the amount of money. All the FBI knew this. FBI slow walked. I'm trying as hard as I can not to lapse into doing this tonight because I spent the first hour on this on Tuesday. I'm trying not to do it again because there's so many other things I want to get to about how this was slow walk. But I'm going to show you the videos in a second from Shapley. Because the really, really good videos came out with him and Brett Baird. Brett Baird does a good, did it, you know, Brett Baird drifts in and out of doing a good job. We know that he's controlled opposition, but he drifts in and out of doing a good job. Two hundred twenty-five thousand, the price of one hundred Biden finger painting. <laughs> twenty, I believe that it's actually twenty-three, but twenty, the number of companies created by the Biden family members and business associates to conceal large overseas payments. Most were LLCs formed after Joe Biden became vice president. We want to ask again, out of those twenty to twenty-three companies, what are the produ- what are the products that they actually produce? What what are the services that they actually produce? Absolutely zero. They're receiving, now this is very conservative. It's right there. They said 18 million. Now we can see that it's up to about 20, 25 million, somewhere in there. It's only going to go higher because there's way more than that. They haven't even touched the 2014 Beijing visit. Hunter and Joe flying over together on Air Force Two, where Hunter Biden secured a deal with a CCP-controlled bank to receive $1.4 billion to Rosemont Seneca for his consultancy fees. That hasn't even been covered yet. I wonder if Joe made some phones, uh, made some calls on his global phone in, uh, in respect to that and in respect to that deal. The number of, of uh, recording, uh, 17, the number of recordings between Joe and Hunter Biden and a foreign national documented, documenting alleged crimes. Nine, the number of Biden family members who received incremental payments of at least. Biden family members received payments of at least $10 million from foreign associates to produce what? Goods and services. These are all going to shell companies, going to, to Biden family members, Frank, James, Hunter himself, Joe himself, the big guy, 10% for the big guy. And it's not just from Tony Bobolinsky, that 10% for the big guy with the printout that was in reference to Tony Bobolinsky. There's another form where the CCP is acknowledging, or it's Ukraine, I can't remember which, is acknowledging that Joe Biden is the big guy and refers to him as the big guy themselves. The other end of the deal, not Bobolinsky, not, not just him, and it wasn't Bobolinsky himself, it was another person on the email calling him the big guy. And Bobolinsky said, I'm 100% am sure that that is, and we'll testify to the fact, he is the big guy. Other, another foreign entity, Ukraine or China, was referring to him as, as the big guy themselves. 10% for the big guy. Now we want to ask that $10 million that went to Biden family members, James, Frank, Hunter, Joe, Joe's sister, uh, I believe Bo Biden's uh, wife, and uh, Hunter Biden's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and, and by the way, I just want to congratulate um, Hunter. Leave this up for me, Tom, in case I forget where I'm at. I want to congratulate Hunter Biden now. His case has been settled now with his four-year-old daughter. And one of the stipulations of that settlement, however much he has to pay per month, which, of course, it's sealed. A lot of times it is in a family court. One of the stipulations is, is his daughter can never use the name Biden. Wow. Yeah, isn't that lovely? So they're, I guess they're going to still claim that they have six grandkids instead of seven. All the while, they've got a full-blown grandkid floating around that they're going to ignore for the rest of her life because she's not allowed to use the word the name biden 
Or they're going to lose, or she'll lose her child support. Maybe she can break it after she's 18. I don't know. So I just wanted the $10 million that went to the Biden family. Where did it go? They either went into these LLCs or into the pockets of individual Biden family members. What goods or services did it produce? That's all, that's all I want to know. Just show me what you're, you're, if you're like a Krasenstein, you know, on, or Jeff Tietrick, or the Lincoln Project, and you're watching right now, 524 people on. Maybe you're one that's watching. Maybe you're leftist that's watching. Just send me a printout of what goods or services they produced with their 20 to $30 million. So far, that's only this, these committees have only been going on for like a quarter, like three months. Just show me what goods or services the Biden family ever produced for all of this money that they were receiving from the following countries. Ukraine, Romania, Romania Russia, and China. Those four countries that we know about so far. Just show me what goods or services. Was it tables? Was it cars? Was it petroleum? Was it jewelry? Uh, was it toilets? I don't care. Was it houses? <laughs> what exactly were they producing with the $30 million that they got so far? And again, this is just the tip of the iceberg. All right, let's go to the next one. I'm going to show you these videos, Betty Johnson videos. This is the Gary Shapley interview. I know this is a little bit redundant for some of you. And because and, and, um, you've seen them before, and I've covered this somewhat on Tuesday, but there's some new little excerpts in here, and as usual, I can't resist the things that I missed. So let's go over these. Let's go over these videos. Very short. It's again, it's Gary Shapley's interview with Brett Baird. First one, Brett, and there's all three of these are Benny Johnson videos, so I don't have to reintroduce them again. Breaking IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley says the total money tracked that Hunter Biden received from foreign business deals came to 8.3 million. Play for me, Tommy. As far as following the money, did you get that far down the investigative track? Concerning Hunter Biden, I feel like we have a very good grasp on on the income flows. Yes. And is it millions? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was around $8.3 million in from 2014 to 2019. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. And as far as the president's involvement in that? So that's kind of the crux of, of one of the issues here is that we weren't allowed to ask questions about dad. We weren't allowed to ask about the big guy. We weren't allowed to in include uh, uh, certain names and document requests and search warrants. So, um, you know, we were precluded from following that line of questioning. Are you convinced, looking back at this now, that this was an effort to protect President Biden and his family? Uh, I mean, we were conducting an investigation of Hunter Biden, and we were trying to follow the normal process. We were trying to get to the bottom of it and ultimately, you know, if it was going to lead to another individual, you know, we should follow that to, uh, to determine what is actually happening. Um, but, you know, there were definitely hindrances that I've never seen before in my 14 years concerning this investigation that didn't allow us to follow through an investigation of, uh, of, of, of any other individual to include President Biden. Tracking the money. What? How did it go? Where do you think it is? The money that Hunter Biden earned. Well, where he spent it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is, is is spent. But as far as the investigation goes, that was part of it, tracking where it came from, where it went to. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. you had that down. We feel like we did, but there were certain things that you know when when prosecutors don't allow you to put the subject's name on document requests. Or on, or on search warrants, then 
you know, it raises the possibility that there's more information out there we didn't find, but, um, but based on all of the financial records that we did find, you know, they've been, they've been analyzed. And it was around $8.3 million he received. From who? They came from, from China, from CEFC, came from Ukraine, and from Romania. And, um, you know, even, even the Burisma money, and, and, and it's kind of an aspect that we didn't get into, but um, the 2014 and 2015 tax years when the Burisma money was coming in, I mean, to this day, um, um, there's still around $400,000 of unreported income from Burisma in 2014. Hunter Biden was told by his partner, Eric Schwerin, that he needed to amend his returns, and he never did. So D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office declining those charges, David Weiss requesting special counsel authority and being denied, and then the statute of limitations then expires in November or December of 2022. So those years are gone, and there's no way to recoup the, 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 the money from that Burisma income. All right, briefly, and then we're going to get to the next video. And just remember now, and again, I know, I, I you know, when you, when you put out any, when you put out credentials or education or anything like that, you sound like an idiot. So I hate doing it, but I just want to make sure people understand. I understand and have written many, many charging documents in my life. Cop, I was a cop, street level cop, rose to the the rank of sergeant only, street level cop, just a grundoon for 25 years. Uh, 1992, 2017, but I wrote many, many charging documents, what we, what we call probable cause affidavits here in Sarasota, Florida. Now, I want you to remember now, when you go to get a search warrant, which is what Gary Shapley's talking about, Gary Shapley is a Democrat, is a devout Democrat who voted for Joe Biden. You are, I want you, when you, when you go get a search warrant, you have to have probable cause. On his search warrant applications to courts, which again, just probable cause affidavit, he wasn't allowed to include the names of the subject. How would you ever establish probable cause? He wasn't allowed to use the name Hunter Biden or Joe Biden. He never stipulated exactly what names he wasn't allowed to use, but we can, we can, we can act, put forward an educated guess. He wasn't a Gary Shapley, 14 years an IRS supervisory investigator. That's the level that he was at at 14 years. Wasn't allowed to actually put names on charging documents. What judge is going to approve a search warrant without a name on it? This is Washington, D.C., controlled by the globalists. Our country is lost right now. Not, I'm not saying lost forever. It's lost right now because even the Republicans, and I know that I'm preaching to the choir. I'm just telling you the Republicans are gone too. Everybody's controlled out of Beijing or out of Davos, Switzerland, because Beijing is the Gestapo that will eventually take over for the World Economic Forum. But right now they're the Gestapo, the Gehring for the World Economic Forum. They're controlled. So he wasn't even allowed to meet and, and they, they, he, wasn't, he wasn't even allowed to really find out how the money was spent. He was curtailed in, in every single effort that he went for, everything that he tried to do. He was curtailed by Merrick Garland himself. And we'll get to Merrick in just a minute because there's always this plausible deniability. But understand something. You can have layers and layers of plausible deniability, but it's still built. The foundation of all plausible deniability is a lie somewhere and when we own when we own the doj when we are running the doj it is no holds barred legislate we need to legislate prosecute litigate period 
Then I don't all the way back, whatever we can that's under the current statute of limitations. We need to go back all the way to Hillary Clinton's uh, emails, the perjury from Clapper, the perjury of Brennan, perjury of Hillary, perjury of Fauci, perjury of Collins, perjury of Burks. All of them, they all need to be criminally prosecuted, lose their retirements and sued into oblivion like they did to Alex Jones, like they're trying to do the Bannon, like they're trying to do to Navarro, like they're trying to do to Giuliani, like they're trying to do to O'Keefe. Like they're trying to do, obviously, to Donald Trump with the raids of O'Keefe, of Giuliani, of Mar-a-Lago. Like they're trying to do the, the, the uh, right to life movement, whatever it may be. Or parents speaking at school board meetings. All right, Benny Johnson, video number two here. Same interview. IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley says D.C. U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves would not allow Hunter Biden to be charged in his district. Play for me. This is a moment in which your, the Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss, according to you, had made this disclosure... On October 7th, 2022, meeting with top IRS and FBI officials, saying what? So I was there and I witnessed this personally. And he started with, he's not the deciding person on whether or not charges are filed or not. Not the deciding person on whether charges are filed with Hunter Biden. That's correct. Who was? So ultimately this, if you follow the path of where the venue leads you, that went to the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office in March of 2022, and they presented this case to them. Uh, at the same time of that, at the same time as that was occurring, they requested discovery from the agents, which is a typical step when they're getting ready to charge. Now, I wasn't in those meetings. I asked to be in those meetings, as did the case agent, so we didn't help present to them. But after that occurred, he was no longer looking to charge in that in that district. So. That's earth-shattering news. Um, so Biden-appointed D.C. U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves would not allow him to charge in his district. So I didn't learn that fact until October 7th of 2022, so looking back to March of 2022. And that's when David Weiss, in October 7th, 2022, said that the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office had will not allow us to charge there. And then he added that he would request special he requested special counsel authority and was denied in that meeting. I even had him repeat that because I knew how important that fact was and I wanted to make sure I understood it. You were there and you remember it crystal clear in your mind. Not only do I remember it crystal crystal clear, but I documented it. The email that's an exhibit in the House Ways Means Committee testimony was when I returned home that evening, I documented it in, in an email. And, it, and it's an exhibit. You can look right on there. And I sent that email to two senior executives, one of which was at that meeting. And I said, is this accurate reflection of what occurred during the meeting? And the response was, you covered it all. So there are other things in that uh, uh, email to include that he needed to go to California and he had gone to California to request a charge there. And then he even opines that if they decline to allow charges, that he would have to request special counsel authority from the deputy attorney general or attorney. Now, again, I don't want to delve too far into this because I did all this on Tuesday, but of course I can't, I can't restrain myself. So I'm going to do it just to a degree, but just so everybody gets what's happening here is you have this David Weiss or he calls him Weiss. Some people call him Weiss. I'll go back and forth just like Kamala or Kamala or Kamala, whatever it may be. So you have David Weiss there who's in charge of the Hunter Biden investigation as the U.S. attorney out of Delaware. This is where Bill Barr dumped the 17 tapes 
17 tapes under the FD 1023 FBO FBI whistleblower testimony. He took that prior to or and or during the Trump Ukraine impeachment, which, which would have completely exonerated Donald John Trump. But Bill Barr is a controlled Democrat. He wears an R, but he's a Democrat. He votes for Biden. He votes for Hillary. I guarantee you all that. He's just a, he's controlled. He's not even controlled opposition. He's basically a spy for the Democratic Party. He is a Democratic Party plant. That's who he is. And he dumped those 17 tapes onto Weiss in Delaware, and Weiss did absolutely nothing with him, which is Weiss's job. They'll call him a Trump appointee. Weiss, he's not really a Trump appointee. He is the two senators who couldn't be any more left-wing appointee from Delaware, and Trump signed off on it. That's how you always appoint these U.S. attorneys, the senators from the state. So if you came, if you were here in Florida, it'd be Scott and Rubio. So you, if they appointed somebody, it would probably be a somewhat decent Republican, somewhat decent. Rubio is a globalist. I have no respect for him, but controlled opposition himself for the most part. And then he pops up and does a good thing out of the blue. So if you had a, if you had a U.S. attorney that was appointed by Scott and Rubio, it'd be probably a decent conservative uh, constitutionalist. That was appointed as U.S. attorney. But this was appointed, even though it's a Trump appointee, the appointment is made by two senators. So Weiss is obviously, or Weiss is obviously, controlled opposition. He's just simply a Democratic Party shill because he was, he was obviously appointed because he was controllable. He, would, he wants to be considered to be uh, in the, what I call reasonable uh, worships at the altar of being reasonable. Oh, you, I want all Democrats to think of me as reasonable, as a reasonable Republican. But simply, again, just for ease of conversation, controlled opposition. So whenever you hear Trump appointee, really not a Trump appointee, a Democratic Party approved Republican. All right. So that's who Weiss is. Now, Weiss has gone back and forth. And he said, according to Gary Shapley, via email, that he was not the man making decisions about the Hunter Biden case. Via email, he said that. And just so everybody knows, now there's six witnesses that have signed on, not just to the email, but that we said that in their supervisory meetings. That we said to everybody, I can't make decisions when it comes to the Hunter Biden case. Somebody else is making those decisions, and I'll tell you, it is very easy to say Merrick Garland, but Merrick Garland, being the little globalist weasel lying sack of poop that he is, always has a layer of plausible deniability, which I'll go over in a second. So I'm just indicting Weiss first. Weiss is a liar, controlled opposition, not really a Trump appointee, who says one thing publicly and says another thing privately. Publicly, he said, I had complete authority. And then privately, he tells everybody, via email... Documented email now in the hands of James Comer that he did not have authority. And then, of course, him and Merrick Garland are in on this together, saying that he had complete authority. He was denied, Weiss was denied special counsel authority by Merrick Garland. Matthew Graves, who is the District, District of Columbia, D.C., a U.S. attorney, doesn't have that authority. So Weiss goes to Merrick Garland and says, you know what? This is cross-jurisdictional. Even though they are United States attorneys, they have jurisdictional restraints. So they only can go in a certain, a, a certain district. They have to get the approval of the U.S. attorney in another district or Merrick Garland's approval and, and transitioning the person into a, 
uh, special counsel. Does that make sense, Aaron? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So if you get transferred over or transitioned into special counsel, you don't need to ask any uh, any other U.S. attorney, can I come into your jurisdiction and fill out probable cause affidavits or search warrants, right? Everybody get it. There you go. He was denied that ability, but yet he has full decision-making ability, even though he doesn't have full decision-making ability. Sounds familiar. Let's stop, let's stop transmission and infection. Using a vaccine doesn't stop transmission and infection, right? Same devil, same demons, year after year, decade after decade, using the exact same poison tactics. Exact same poison tactics over and over again because they're eternal creatures. I'm not kidding. This is all demonic lies, father of lies, Matthew 8, 44. So he was denied that. So since he was denied special counsel ability, remember Hunter Biden committed crimes in three areas. What are those three areas? Delaware, D.C., and Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, he was committing tax evasion crimes because he was, he was claiming as tax exemptions, tax write-offs, his hooker use and his sex club use, as well as many other things. The sex club, he got kicked out because he was, he was, too, much, he was too much of a pervert. So he gets kicked out of L.A. Listen, do you realize what level of perversion you have to reach to get kicked out of an L.A. sex club? which you're using as a tax write-off, but he gets kicked out of that. So what happens is, so these three areas that Hunter Biden com- committed crimes, whether it's tax evasion, gun crimes, the 4473 form, whatever it may be, it's in three jurisdictions, Delaware, Wilmington area, Delaware, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, Washington, D.C., where he's bringing in his business associates from Burisma right into Hunter Biden's office where you have Burisma associate send Hunter Biden an email saying, thank you for, allow- for, for arranging a meeting between me and your dad. And then dad says <laughs> to Peter Ducey, I've never discussed my son's, business, uh, my, my son's overseas business dealings. When you have a Burisma executive writing an email to Hunter Biden saying, thank you for arranging the meeting between me and your dad. And he's, I mean, he's right, it's right there. And of course, probably left off the visitor log, which by the way, that's come out too. And again, I get up spending the whole daggum show on this stuff. It's now come out too. There's one name missing off of all visitor logs in the White House. I don't want to put you on the spot here, but can you guess who it is? Uh, Guess. Hunter? Yes. Boom. (laughs) Hunter Biden. I thought maybe he might go a Burisma executive. No. Hunter Biden has never has never visited the White House once. Oh, weird. according to the visitor logs, not one time has he visited has vis- visited the White House yet since Joe Biden's been president. It's don't amazing, we, isn't don't it? Don't we have video of him like walking out of the White House? <laughs> I would assume. <laughs> yeah. I would assume. Yeah. But there's no actual physical evidence. Strange that always seems right. And even if they found the logs, we know what it would be: Russian disinformation. <laughs> of course, Russian disinformation released by the Secret Service. So he so back to back to Weiss here. So Weiss says he was denied special counsel, says to his employees, I don't have authority, says publicly that he does have authority, but we know that he didn't have authority. The only way for him to have authority to charge Hunter Biden would be for him to either get the permission of the other United States attorneys, Matthew Graves in D.C. I don't know who the L.A. uh, United States attorney is. Not as many crimes in L.A. He'd have to get their authority or he'd have to be special counsel. Does that make sense so far, Aaron? Yep. Okay. So he didn't get special counsel authority, so he had to go to Matthew Graves and say, hey, Matt, we've got all these crimes against Hunter Biden. And they put down the crimes that, that we charged them with were like failing to file a tax return on time. Now, these are, these are tax evasion, 
10 years in prison charges, violation of the 4473 form, the gun charge, all of which you and I will be staring at a decade in prison. You're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to $30 million worth of tax evasion charges. Just with, with uh, Gary Shapley alone, you're talking about $2.2 million in that one investigation that Hunter Biden didn't pay any taxes on. Not didn't file the returns on time. Didn't file any returns. 18 and 19, zero returns. And, they, and then we, and well, Merrick Garland, the DOJ, Comey, slow walked all of these all of these investigations via these tactics that i'm explaining to everybody now slow walked all these tax oh you know we can't do that search warrant because you can't put the name on there slow walked them so the statute of limitations are the real juicy good stuff is now run out that's 14 and 15 that's all run out that's the that's the 2014 air force two trip over to beijing with joe and hunter biden on air force two securing the 1.4 billion dollar deal with the ccp control bank for hunter biden Hunter Biden's and Rosemont Seneca's consultancy fees. That's all now past the, the statute of limitations. So that's gone for forever. All right, so back to Weiss again. So Weiss has to go now because he's not a special counsel. He's got to go to Matthew Graves and say, hey, we've got all these D.C. charges against Hunter Biden. Matthew Graves goes, no. So he then goes, uh, goes to the L.A. Uh, United States attorney. Hey, we've got charges here in L.A., tax evasion charges wrongful, you know, claiming things wrongfully that are tax exemptions that are not, whatever it may be, the L.A. LA United States Attorney goes, nope. So what Merrick Garland says, and this is what Weiss will say too, because Weiss wants to be respected. He wants to be responded. In order to be respected, you've got to bend over and spread them. Not just, I'm usually, I usually have resorted to ankle grabbing. It's far worse. I mean, far more, far more degrading that even grabbing your ankles is grabbing them and spreading them. Spreading your butt cheeks. One hand on each butt cheek and spreading them. That's who Weiss is. I know I'm going back and forth. I'm purposely going back and forth between Weiss and Weiss because I don't know how to correctly pronounce it. One person says Weiss, another person says Weiss. So Weiss wants to be respected. So he's going to do anything. He's going to whore himself out in any way, shape, or form so that he can be in the in, on the inside swamp cocktail circuit and get one multi-million dollar job after another. That's what this is what it's all about. This is who everybody put masks on for, separate, social distance for, lock down your churches for, lock down your businesses for, buying electric vehicles for, all these liars, manipulators, and people just make up hoaxes right out of thin air, including COVID-19. So that's what actually happened. So what Merrick Garland will say is, I told Weiss to follow the, Weiss said, full authority. So the authority that Weiss had was to go and ask United States attorneys in applicable jurisdictions for their permission to file probable cause affidavits. And they all said no, because who told them no? Merrick Garland. <laughs> that's how, that's the, what we call the Potomac two-step. All right, here's the last one. Benny Johnson video, IRS whistleblower says, after seeing the WhatsApp messages, play for me. Yes. This WhatsApp message, I mean, it obviously raised the most eyebrows in Washington because it, it seems to go directly to this. Do you know if there was an effort to authenticate that or uh, to make sure that that had been followed? Sure, and that was the reason why that was included in my testimony was because when we received the, the attorney-client filter-reviewed copy of, of information from the search warrant to Apple, which produced that document, 
we went back to the uh, prosecutors and we requested to take various investigative steps and they were not supported. Uh, and, th and when they weren't supported, they said, well, maybe he wasn't co-located with him. So, well, we, we can take investigative steps to, uh, to, to see that. if that happened right. and they didn't support anything uh, in relation to that, to that effort. And it's consistent with their ongoing theme of, of, of not allowing us to pursue or ask questions about President Biden, the big guy. So you were clearly prevented. You felt it, you documented it, you knew it. Yeah, that's correct. And, and throughout the investigation, I was documenting uh, various issues as they arose and to include the search warrants that weren't allowed to be done. What happened with that? Between April and June of 2020, we, uh, we drafted an affidavit to execute search warrant in a couple different locations. And the prosecutors at the time stated that probable cause had been achieved. But as we, we moved closer to the election, um, it just seemed like they kept putting it on the back burner and they eventually didn't allow us to do that search warrant, even though the legal requirements to execute that search warrant were met. Transitioning into another uh, search warrant was on a storage unit in Northern Virginia. And during the day of action on December 8th of uh, 2020, we got updated information that said that records were in that location that were, uh, you know, that would be evidence in this uh, particular investigation. And the prosecutors initially were supportive of it and an affidavit was drafted the night of December 8th, 2020 to go forward for approval. Eventually the prosecutors decided they didn't support it. So I called U.S. Attorney David Weiss with my senior executive on the phone and we said you know, we, we needed to execute this search warrant. They, uh, he responded that the prosecutors didn't want to and I asked if in 30 days if that storage unit wasn't accessed and that was the deadline for the document request that was served on that day, then we can execute the search warrant and he agreed to that. And no sooner I had gotten off the phone um, with David Weiss had we learned that the prosecutors were informing defense counsel of that storage unit and the evidence that existed there. So it completely ruined our chance to, uh, to access those unfettered. What do now there's a way for you to hide your malfeasance through what I just explained a minute ago. When you're asking permission from United States attorneys for, you know, to prosecute in their areas of jurisdiction, there's no real way to hide that malfeasance. Not really. I'm just saying that it's more plausible under the umbrella of plausible deniability to say that, you know what, we it was just normal channels were done here and we were blocked. Okay, there, that, it's not really plausible, but I'm just saying it's more plausible than this. This is outright corruption. Outright corruption where you have a warrant from a multi-location a multi warrant to search numerous buildings. Could it be the Penn Biden? I'm just using, I know this is, this is just a silly example. What Penn Biden... The Penn Biden Center was it the you know, the documents uh, hidden in D.C. Uh, in the uh, in Chinatown in D.C. This could all be because I'm just naming the different jurisdictions. But and then the one that actually is in Delaware was this for the documents. This this could actually be covered by Weiss because the only place that he was allowed to really do it was the Delaware District. Was this for the compartmented classified documents that were in Joe Biden's garage right next to his Corvette that that Hunter Biden used to transport? Eastern European uh, prostitutes, which is a fact, by the way. I mean, it just is what it is. You had, you had Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden paying rent to the Reho for the Rehoboth Mansion, like sixty grand a month. Oh, was he really paying rent, or was that ten percent to the big guy? 
We, we all know the answer to that. And we can all, listen, given enough time, we can, we can prove all of that. We, we, I mean, it's absolutely, it just has to be enough time. Hidden at one shell company with an LLC under the shell company. Hidden, uh, hidden, it's just the same tricks that Pfizer uses all the time. They, you, they use it one company for a shell company where they launch a vaccine through it, kills people, and that company gets sued, but Pfizer never actually gets sued. It's what they do all the time. So, yeah, put that up there. Can you side by side? Just, you know, here's my thing. Just leave this up while I'm talking. These people that are in charge of putting people in prison for the rest of their lives, why do they all look like this? You ever, I mean, seriously, I mean, uh, they all, they, I mean, I've got mics in the way now. It's hard for me to point. There we go. They all look like this. Why is that? I mean, these are kids that were bullied on the playground. I mean, I guarantee you, David Weiss was bullied on the playground. Every day his milk money was taken. So he spends the rest of his <laughs> life getting vengeance. I mean, look at the weasel. All of them. You ever seen a picture of Andrew Weiss? Andrew Weissman? Weasel. Merrick Garland? Weasel. Lisa Monaco? Weasel. All of them are absolute weasels. Taking their vengeance. They're all power pervs. It's actually sort of a sadomasochistic, sexual, almost like perversion these people have. The power over other people. They're all, they're all like that. All of them. Every single one of them. So in, in this, all the, this last one, this last, uh, you can bring it back to me. Shapely, Shapely uh, video, uh, last part of the Shapely interview with Brett Bar- Baird. So that, they had, a, they had a warrant for multiple locations, approved, signed off on, then suddenly not executed, suddenly taken away with no explanation. And then the one that bothers me the most and should bother everybody the most was you had a warrant for Northern Virginia for records that were stored in a, a, a certain location they had 30 days to get to them, 30 days to get to that location. And so they secured a warrant. This is Gary Shapley with the IRS in, in cooperation with the DOJ, secures a warrant. The prosecutors for the DOJ go and tell Hunter Biden's attorney that there's a search warrant that's just about to be executed on Hunter Biden's storage room. When does that happen? I mean, listen, folks. That is beyond any sort of plausible deniability. That is absolute outright malfeasance. That is absolute fraud and corruption. Never in the history of law enforcement, when you are executing a search warrant, what do you do if you're gonna do a, if you're gonna do a drug house raid? Do you call the drug house an hour before and say, hey, drug dealer, just letting you know, nar- the narcotics, the narc team is about to do a search warrant on your house. We're just warning you in advance. Never happens. That is Merrick Garland. That is the DOJ. That is James Comey. That is Andrew McCabe. That is Rod Rosenstein. That is Peter Strzok. And a lot of those same people that aren't fired are the ones that conducted the Mar-a-Lago raid. The names that weren't fired are the ones that are conducting the Mar-a-Lago raid that want to move Trump's trial from Virginia to what location? Can everybody guess? Washington, D.C. Blue jurisdiction, blue jury, blue grand jury, blue prosecutor, blue judge, blue appellate judge. That's what they want. Totally corrupt. You cannot get a fair trial in all of the United States because I tell people to move out of their jurisdictions, but I'm, you know, I'm not retracting it. I still think it's a better move, but they can still try to just like they did to Alex Jones, just like they did to Navarro, like they did to Bannon, like they're doing to, to Trump. They can just, they just try you in a blue location. And which, by the way, I say, I say this just about every show. 
But that's what all the red state AGs need to do. Just do it yourself. Screw the federal government. Kick the FBI out of your state, which according to our Federalist Society, our Federalist Constitution, our Federalist Bill of Rights, our Federalist Declaration of Independence, you have the right to kick the FBI out of your state. Kick them out. You know, well, then you won't get the benefits of having the FBI in your state. You won't get the, you know, everybody bends over and grabs their ankles or spreads them for federal dollars. Screw federal dollars. You don't need it. You don't need it. Whatever it is that they're giving you money for, it's so the, they make you their pimp and whore for all of their transnational, globalist, leftist, transgender, abortion, COVID hoaxes agenda. That's what the federal dollars are all tied to, which all they do is bankrupt you anyway, so you might as well just kick it out of your state. Kick the FBI out. Let the, FBI, let the, let the sheriffs run the state. That is according to the Constitution because people like David Weiss cannot be trusted. These people are corrupt to the core. They absolutely sabotage Gary Shapley's investigation. Has a warrant into Hunter Biden's storage room. And the DOJ prosecutors make a phone call to Hunter Biden's attorneys and say, hey, we're about to do a search warrant and nullify the whole thing. And by the way, I left it out. Then Hunter Biden cleaned out the whole storage unit. Left out the most important part. He cleaned out the storage unit. So they go there to look. Ain't nothing in there, no. Why is there nothing in here? Oh, you know what, dadgum Gary? We've got to tell you. We called up Hunter Biden's attorneys and warned them that you were coming. So weird thing. They all came here and cleaned it all out, just like they did at the Penn Biden Center. Just like they did in Chinatown in D.C. Just like, just like, uh, like they're doing in, in the... Uh, in Joe Biden's garage in Rehoboth, in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Let's just clean it all out. And by the way, that's what was happening the entire time with Joe Biden's classified documents. He was talking to Merrick Garland the whole time, and his attorneys were moving them from one location to the next. That's what they were doing, because they do the same thing over and over again. The, nice little, this making a, a gra- more gradual right-hand turn here. George Sweet, I just want to show you how Democrats work money. Here's how they work money. James O'Keefe just released a bombshell claiming that 60%, 60% of the ActBlue donations they investigated are coming from China. What's ActBlue? That's just to give you one example. If you ever donated to Black Lives Matter, if you did, you're an idiot. But, you know, you, that's why I don't watch your show, Tom. You call, I made one mistake. Well, sorry, you were an idiot. I've been an idiot many times in my life. Anybody else? Yep. All right, then. So stop, stop being offended. Stop, don't, stop donating to Black Lives Matter. Act Blue is the basically the CEFC of the Democratic Party. CEFC channels all CCP Belt and Road money to whatever location they want it to be at. Act Blue collects all the money that goes to elect Democrats. That's what Act Blue is. Again, I spend all night on this stuff, but there's always a layer of possible deniability. You have an Act Blue type organization. One that was under Act Blue, but it's not officially Act Blue, again, so there's plausible deniability, is what George Soros gave to to elect, to elect Alvin Bragg so that he would prosecute Donald Trump. That's George, it, you know, Alvin Bragg say, I never received any campaign donations from George Soros. No, George Soros gave to Act Blue, and Act Blue gave to Alvin Bragg so that Alvin Bragg can say, I never officially received these, these finances from. George Soros, I received him from ActBlue. And again, it wasn't even ActBlue in New York. It was a subsidiary of ActBlue. So there's another layer of plausible deniability. That's how it works. That's how it works. So most of their money, 60% of ActBlue money, which is the primary financial source 
primary financier of the Democratic Party comes from China. And eventually I'll get to my China expose. Well, I'll show you exactly. I just cannot get to it because how am I going to get to it? I mean, I can't get to any of my exposés because, you know, the Supreme Court today removing affirmative action. I mean, Supreme Court nullifying election uh, election rights, which I don't know if I'll have time to get to all this, but I'm going to try to. Affirmative action, of course, was basically demolished today and should be because all it is is state-sanctioned racism should be nullified. But it's hard to get to everything because every day Joe Biden does something else. <laughs> it's hard to get to this stuff. But... This is what the global, if, you, if, you, if I ever get to my expose, it's a great example of what Justin Trudeau wants Canada to be, what Biden wants America to be, what the Tories want Great Britain to be, what Scott Morrison wanted Australia to be, whatever it may be, whatever country it is, whatever leader. We get their full facial recognition. Uh, I mean, it's not just facial recognition, it's too simplistic. Full CBDC, full social credit systems. You can, everything, anywhere and everywhere you go is your palm, is your fingerprints, is your is eye recognition, retinal scans, face scans, 15-minute cities, full control, blacklisting, arrests made via you violated some sort of COVID rule, whatever it is. I don't have time to get into it. I, I, I'm tempted to, but I don't have time, and I don't have my expose here anyway. But that's what they want. So whatever it is that they want is what they're being funded by. AgBlue, the primary financier of the Democratic Party, receives 60% of their money from the CCP. There is no China without the CCP. This means the Chinese Communist Party is literally funding the Democratic Party and influencing American elections, which is absolutely true, of course. I just want to show you, you know, show you, follow the money, follow the money trail that tells you where the influencers are. All right, making a right-hand turn now. Doug Roberts' video, Parkland, Resource officer, and I'm going to make something clear with this because I spent most of my law enforcement career in what's called the youth services section of the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office. These people are not security guards. When you hear resource officers, these guys were former homicide detectives, uh, street-level law enforcement, street-level supervisors, full-blown cops, full-blown street-level cops, not security officer, sworn deputy sheriffs who, who could have been Five days before their re- school resource assignment could have been working downtown, working all the regular police calls, patrol calls, all that stuff. So please understand it because I read one article today and they're calling this officer, Scott Peterson, calling him a security guard. But he's not a security guard. He's a full-blown, sworn-in, 30-year police officer who's been assigned to patrol a school. That's what a school resource officer is. Please understand that. So here's a Doug Roberts video. Then Parkland, a school resource officer who stayed outside during mass shooting, was found not guilty. Play for me, Tom. State of Florida plaintiff versus Scott Peterson defendant. Verdict, count one. We, the jury, find as follows as to the defendant in this case. The defendant is not guilty. So say we all this 29th day of June, 2023, at Fort Lauderdale, Broward County, Florida. Verdict, count two. We, the jury, find as follows as to the defendant in this case. The defendant is not guilty. So say we all this 29th day of June, 2023, at Fort Lauderdale, Broward County, Florida. Verdict, count three. You're ready back to me. So he's found not guilty in all charges. Here's the own article, one American news article. Scott Peterson, and I'll give you my opinions on it. Take them or leave them. Hate me, love me, whatever it may be. I'll give you my opinions on it. 
And you're like, Tom, you're going to be a sycophant. You're pro-law enforcement. Not at all. By the way, I was a school resource officer for many years in my law enforcement career and then was a supervisor of school resource officers. I know the job very well. So I think I got a pretty decent perspective on it. And again, you can check my bona fides. Tom Lipley, 1992, 2017, August of 1992 to August of 2017. I said 19. 2017, 25 years in a day, retired Sergeant Sarasota County Sheriff's Office. You can check it for yourself. But here it is, own article, Scott Peterson, a former Broward County Sheriff's deputy and Marjorie Taylor Douglas resource officer, was charged in 2019 with seven counts of child neglect, three counts of culpable negligence, and one count of perjury. According to the Broward County State Attorney's Office, the charges carried maximum possible sentence of 96 years in prison. In the, in the incident on February 14, 2018, 17 lives were lost, just to reiterate what happened which included teachers, uh, students, and other staff. When the shooter began firing, Peterson, 60, was the only other person in the school with a gun. Truth. Absolute truth. And let me just go ahead and state this. Scott Peterson is a coward. Absolute coward. The Broward County Sheriff's Office absolutely sucked on the day. The people that actually came, and I cannot remember the name of the little city there, in Broward County, the police officers from a little city responded and actually did all the grunt work, did all, did all of the bravery, all of the uh, mass shooting response inside of the school. At Broward County Sheriff's Office sat there and did absolutely nothing, including Scott Pearson, absolute abomination of a human being. Just saying it. He sat there and ball all he wants about getting off of these charges. That's fine. He's an abomination of a human being. Sat there and did absolutely nothing. Broward County, I think it's like Liberty City, can't remember. The little tiny uh, police uh, police department. Because Florida is mainly dominated by sheriff's offices, and then you have little jurisdictional police departments. But anyway, when the shooter began firing, Peterson 60 was the only other person in the school with a gun. Following the killings, he was compelled to retire out of shame and guilt. Peterson was apprehended in Broward County following a 15-month investigation that purportedly revealed that he refused to investigate the source of the gunshots. You have AR gunshots, and every cop knows what an AR gunshot is because we're always shooting them at ranges. You know what an AR sounds like. I'll get to it in a second. I've got so many things flowing through my head. The source of the gunshots retreated during the act of shooting while victims were being shot. He retreated. Retreated from what? Nobody's coming after him. you got to run to the fire. you got to run to the war, just like all those guys on 9-11. I don't care what you believe about 9-11. There's a lot of, there's a lot of weird stuff that happened on 9-11. Cops ran to the problem. That's what you do. Whether it's Port Authority, Fire Department, NYPD, ran to the problem. Scott Peterson ran away from the problem. While 17 kids and staff members were brutally killed. Refused to investigate the source of the gunshots. Scott Peterson. Retreated during the act of shooting while victims were being shot. And directed other law enforcement who arrived on scene to remain 500 feet away from the building. So not only he did nothing... And by the way, it took several minutes for the other cops to get there. So you have, oh, try, what's, this, what's that stupid little kid's, oh, I forgot, uh, Cruz, Nicholas Cruz. Nicholas Cruz, butchering people with an AR-15, shooting people. He not only doesn't go to the shooting, he removes himself from the shooting and blocks other cops from going to the shooting. That's who this guy is. Miramar, Aaron, you're awesome. SWAT team members. Two Miramar SWAT team members actually stopped the shooting. Just, just like, and it was reversed at Uvalde. Uvalde local cops did absolutely nothing, and two Border Patrol cops came in and did it. Yeah. People are stupid idiots. You're sworn in. You're a cop. 
That's what you get paid to do. Broward, it wasn't just them either. It was the entire Broward County Sheriff's Office. The sheriff, I can't even find out his name for me, Aaron, because I forgot all this. It's been, it was 2019. To my credit, I had it all memorized. It was four, it was four years ago now. Or more than that. Maybe it's 2018. Yeah, it was 2018. It was five years ago. Something like that. But the entire Broward County Sheriff's Office did absolutely nothing. They had recordings of their supervisors you know, during the, the emergency response on their radios telling people to stand down. And Miramar cops are like, uh, we need to go in there. We hear gunshots. If you're hearing a gunshot, it's probably being fired at a person. So your job as a law enforcement officer whether you're at Marjorie uh, Stoneman Douglas, whatever, what it's called, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Parkland, whatever, Park, we'll just call it Parkland. It's easier. Whether you're at Parkland School or you're you're at the elementary school in Uvalde, uh, guns mean you go in, not keep parents from going in. You go in, Scott Israel. Thank you. He was removed by Ron DeSantis as he should have. I think that's. I don't think that's right. Is it right? Yeah. Make sure it covers the right. The Former things. Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel. Was it linked to Parkland? Yes. Okay, yep. cool. Just want to make sure. I don't want to put anybody's wrong name out there. And, and dismissed by Ron DeSantis. Yeah, I was about yep. to say. Yeah, dismissed, obviously, by Ron DeSantis. Because the entire department response from Broward County was an absolute debacle and an abomination to law enforcement. They did absolutely nothing. While kids were being while kids were being executed, while staff members were being executed, they're hearing them being executed and doing absolutely nothing. Until, thank goodness, the Miramar Police Department shows up and does something. But you won't, I guess, you're not going to see a, a new NCIS on the Miramar Police Department. No, they're the ones who actually did the job, though. All right, so I'll go back to where I was in the article. Retreated during the active shooting, back to Scott Peterson, while victims were being shot and directed other law enforcement who arrived on scene to remain 500 feet away from the building, according to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. Department Commissioner Rick Swearingen, Swearingen, something like Swearingen, Swearingen, asserted that Peterson did absolutely nothing to halt the attack. In 2022, a jury recommended that Cruz, Nicholas Cruz, be sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of release for the 2018, I was right, massacre rather than the death penalty. And by the way, the FBI knew about Nicholas Cruz before the shooting. By the way, the Broward County School Board, which is highly liberal, never actually took the steps necessary to remove Nicholas Cage from being able to go onto school property. They just kept on enabling him year after year after year, one felony after another that they didn't charge him with, so they enabled Nicholas Cruz. They're guilty. The Broward County School Board is guilty. Broward County Sheriff's Office is guilty. They're all guilty of extreme malfeasance that led to the deaths of 17 people. The law enforcement veteran with 33 years back to Scott Peterson Scott Peterson's a lot of crimes. You had the murdering other cops named Scott Peterson. Mm -hmm. Then you had the Lacey Peterson case with Scott yeah, Peterson. Yeah. Now you got this Scott Peterson. I would never name my kid Scott if you're a Peterson. <laughs> True. The law, <laughs> the law enforcement veteran with 33 years in the field, stay, 33 years, and again, I'm telling you, not a security guy. This is a guy, not a security guard. This is a guy answering police calls in a police car for 30-something years. This guy going to shooting calls, domestic violence calls, knife calls. He knew what to do. Stated at the time that it was not fear that prevented him from entering the school as a gunman. By the way, he didn't have to enter the school. He was in the school. Oh, my gosh. Didn't need to enter. What he must have meant is not enter the building where the shooting was at because he was on campus listening. Oh, wow, it's gunshots. He hit behind a wall. It's truth. That's what he did. Hit behind a wall, then directed other cops to hide behind walls. <laughs> While you have AR rounds being fired 
at 14-year-olds. Yeah. What a hero. It's okay because that's what Democrats do anyway. If you if you go, you know, go to California, they just lowered all the offenses on sodomizing 14-year-olds. This is what Democrats do. Well, Scott Israel, by the way, Democrat. That's who the, that's who the, uh, the sheriff was at the time. The law enforcement veteran for 33 years in the field stated at the time that it was not fear that prevented him from entering the school as the gunman roamed the corridors with an AR-15. It was confusion. Okay. Misunderstanding and his mistaken beliefs that the rounds were fired from outside by a sniper. <laughs> what? What? Everybody knows where AR rounds are being fired. You know exactly where they were. It's probably why he got charged with perjury. Where do I stand on the criminal charges? Listen, we really aren't set up to charge cowardice. They tried to charge him with culpable negligence, tried to charge him with child neglect. They are feasible charges. They really are feasible charges, but it was very So when you see that they didn't achieve a conviction, please understand that those are very difficult charges to prove because they really don't apply to cowardice. Culpable negligence is, is like... If you're throwing rocks at cars on the interstate where you're like, okay, that could cause somebody extreme harm. So that's culpable negligence. If it does, then it's manslaughter or murder too. He really didn't do any of that. He just didn't respond to the, to the murder. So it's very difficult to get a conviction on these charges. Tom, should he have been convicted? I don't know. I'm just telling you. He's a coward. Broward County be sued into oblivion. They just don't, they're not, listen, I'm very stringent on criminal charges. Very stringent on it. If he got convicted, would I, would I uh, spend the night awake about it? No. I'm just telling you, child neglect, in some ways that'll work because basically whenever you drop your kid off at school, this is true, by the way, in the state of Florida, the school is considered to be in custody of your child as custodial authority over your child during the six to eight hours per day that they're in the school. That's a fact. So him being basically under the umbrella of school board, but, it, but, a, but a sheriff's office employee, but these, the contracts with the school board actually also stipulate that the school resource officer, although a sheriff's office employee, has all the rights and privileges and deficits of being a school board employee. Just understand that. So they tried. And look, you know, do I blame him for trying? No. Does it work out? No. He still, I mean, he, obviously he, was, he, he resigned. He would have been fired anyway. Broward County is losing probably hundreds of millions out of lawsuits because of their extreme malfeasance, not misfeasance, malfeasance. So that's the end of it. If Scott Peterson went to prison, it's not going to bring anybody back anyway. All these parents, though, will receive millions and millions of dollars, which doesn't mean anything, I know. But there are some times in life there is no resolution because it's people. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. It's people that are running the resolutions to come up with the resolutions. Why? I always tell people, don't put your hands in law. Put your hands don't put your life in the hands of law enforcement. Because if you do, then you have just some person making a decision about the rest of your life. Don't get into fights unless you have to. Don't go up and, and try to intervene unless you ha absolutely have to. Save somebody's life or something. Because you're putting yourself into the hands of a, of a flawed human. So that's the outcome of it. There is no good outcome. The only decent part about it is the financial resolutions that, will, that have or will occur for the victims. Sad deal. All right, let me switch, take another right-hand turn. Going back, to, going back, it's a little bit, I, I call this cabal disease. Because again, you know, I have my list here. Here's my list. Everybody knows if you watch, if you watch this podcast, what the globalist agenda is. Globalist agenda is to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point, 
controlled by tyranny. You cannot access any goods or services of any kind without their permission. That's the point of it all. And the tactics in that agenda is climate change. See, I'm reading them off my list here of six. There's probably more. CBDC social credit systems, vaccine passports, global passports, gun grabbing, gun confiscation, and culture change, which is, trans, which is the transgender or radical homosexual agenda, i.e. ESG, DEI, to leverage you into a one-world commerce system. you got to check all these boxes, say what needs to be said, do what needs to be done, take your oath of allegiance, or you will not have access to the one-world commerce system. That's the point of it all. So here's the next step. There's another COVID variant out. Sweet. Another COVID variant out. This one's really <laughs> horrible. It causes a runny nose. Oh. Just like Omicron. And again, I just state, and again, this is very redundant for those of you who watch this podcast all the time. More people have died of Omicron than Alpha or Delta. Just so everybody knows, the least virulent variant has caused more deaths than the most virulent variants because everybody's trying to fight off the least virulent variant, not easy to say, are all vaxxed and have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. Yep. That's why. So they're all done. I mean, look, look at the vaccine stats coming out of, coming out of the United States. 300,000. Now, again, I don't believe any of these stats, but these are the stats that Rochelle Walensky puts out from the CDC. 300,000 people died of COVID pre-vaccine rollout. One million people died of COVID post-vaccine rollout. And they claim that it's safe and effective and that it stops transmission infection and it stops hospitalization and death. How's that? Numbers don't say that. Just like Joe Biden constantly says, that he lowered the deficit by $1.7 trillion, right? How, is it, how did he lower the deficit by $1.7 trillion during the two and a half years that he's been president when it was about $29 trillion when he took over and it's $32 trillion now? How did he lower the deficit? And I know there's the difference between debt and deficit, but what he did is he's saying that he, what happened was you had, all these, you had all these hundreds of billions and even trillions of dollars stipulated for COVID that were taken back. So he said, oh, look, I lowered the deficit. Makes that, I mean, no, it's just, in other words, he's lowering what was going to be the debt. It was going to be 34 trillion, but I stopped it from being 34 trillion, even though it's ever increasing under, under my reign, under my regime, under my administration, even though it's ever increasing under my administration, I lowered it because it could have been way worse. That's the Potomac two-step. That's Washington ease. All right, but back to, so you have the, yeah, there you go. Put it up. Here's, here's Biden economics right here. And... <laughs> all right, back to me. There it is. So that whenever you can just think of that, whenever he talks about, it, they've all named it now. Binomics is what they're called. They're proud of it. <laughs> Binomics, they're proud of it. I just wrote down, you know, real. I'm way off task here, but I wrote down these stats for you. So they talk about the greatness of the binomics. Americans living paycheck to paycheck is now 57 percent. Interest rate when he took office is 1.4 percent is now 4 percent. Rose as high as 9 percent. New home sales are down 15%. Home ownership is down 34%. Hourly earning is down 3.1%. That's Bidenomics for you. And these people are so <laughs> audacious that they go up to podiums and proclaim their greatness with those stats. Amazing, isn't it? They pro proclaim their success. Amazing. And I doesn't even get into gas prices. I forgot gas prices were, I can't remember, around high ones and now are high threes. And it went up to as high as seven. Oh, there you go. Put that up, Aaron. I can't play it, but. You don't know. Put it up. I'll just read it. Uh, you can't put it. Oh, no, you can't I, put it on the screen yeah, at all. Yeah. Okay, I'll just read. It. I'll read it. Reality check: When Biden took office, inflation was 1.4 percent. Gas prices were 2.39 a gallon. This is excellent. 
Inflation has been at or above four four uh, 4% for two years now, and gas prices are an average of 356. So gas prices 239 when he took over, three for three three fifty-six now, one point four percent interest rate when he took over, four percent now. That's Bidenomics, and he goes up to podiums with microphones like this and says, Hey, look how great we're doing. And he knows all of us are sitting here paying six dollars for a carton of eggs and basically four dollars a gallon, and we all know it's terrible. And they talk about their job growth and the growth, and that's the dangerous thing about Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom has all these stats memorized, they're all fraudulent manipulated lies, just lies through statistics, just like Biden's lies about the debt and deficit. But he's got to memorize, and he's sitting there doing an interview with Sean Hannity, and he's going, ah, oh, oh, oh. you got to have all these stats yourself so you can combat these people. Yep. So when Gavin Newsom is, listen, Gavin Newsom is, a, is, is so full of himself and so demonic, I mean, Gavin Newsom and his wife run an organization that lops off penises and, and breasts. That's what he does. He loves it. I mean, they're, ex- they're, they're fleeing his state in droves, mass exodus out of his state. None of that stops us. He still walks in the room. He's basically, him and Illinois, the only people that are losing, well, I think New York maybe too, are actually losing congressional seats. But he walks into a room like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. 40% of all unemployment claims come from his state. And nobody knows any of these things. So the guy is buffoonish, slicked back hair, and his paid for white teeth. He goes in, he starts talking, he just rattles off these statistics, and he filibusters over to you and doesn't allow you to talk. What I would do if I was interviewing Gavin Newsom, I'd scream over him. As he's trying to scream over, I'm as loud as anybody, you can tell. I can, I'm loud. I'm very loud. And I'll just talk right over you too. If you're going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'll, until you stop, when you stop, I'll stop. That's what you do with these people. You got to, and you got to have, you got to be able to answer them. Those, here's the answers. And Sean Hannity sat there with both of his thumbs up his rectum. Now you pull that off. Well, I mean, just sat there, total idiot. Well, I was supposed to talk about COVID. So here's the latest thing with COVID. The new variant's out. I'm supposed to take that hard right-hand turn. I ended up take, not taking it. Whoops. Epic TV video. The CDC, CDC.gov just announced the CDC. You can trust them, right? Just announced the new COVID variant carrying an unusual symptom. Play it for me. The new COVID variant that's spreading across the U.S. and across the world causes things like runny nose, sore throat, fatigue, and pink eye. And in order to combat it, we need to implement a global digital health certification network that will be centrally run over at the World Health Organization. It reminds me of those famous words from President Barack Obama's chief of staff, quote, you never want a serious crisis to go to waste. What I mean by that is it's an opportunity to do things that you think you could not do before. So once again, they're following, they're following the Democratic Party globalist playbook, which is what? You have a disease, (laughs) you want to call it that, this is a disease that causes a runny nose. So it's basically, you had Omicron BA4, BA5, so we'll just call this Omicron 3. So you got Omicron 3 that does absolutely nothing. But they use a non-threat to usher in totalitarianism in response to a non-threat. It's like if you had a two-year-old running around a house and you call the SWAT team. Is it a problem that the two-year-old is unsupervised and running around that? Yeah, okay, it's a problem. He's outside, call, he call, he's called a SWAT team. That's what they do because it's not about the actual problem. It's about what can I gain via the problem. And people, listen, I'm going to tell you flat out. People talk about that they're going to release a very deadly contagion. They're going to, there's going to be a nuclear war. No, none of those things are going to happen because they would all die. 
you know, come on, Tetros Gabriasis doesn't want to die. Biden doesn't want to die. Kamala Harris doesn't want to die. Just as you know, they all caught COVID. Every last one of them caught COVID. None of them died. It's just like, see, the problem with it. So they're not going to make anything that's deadly. They're not because they'll all die. They're just going to use something that they will call deadly. It's not remotely deadly, i.e. COVID-19, whether it's Alpha, Delta, Omicron 1, Omicron 2, Omicron 3 now. None of them are actually deadly, but we're all going to pretend like they're deadly, like we did with the first one. No, that was different. No, it was not different. It was never different. It was always 99.9% survival. Always was. And I, and I watched like different sporting events. And they'll say, well, they're having another COVID outbreak right now. So they're, they're going to have to remask. And everybody buys into it. Because if you don't buy into it, there's political consequences or societal consequences. You'll, you'll be called names. You'll be called a conspiracy theorist. Uh, you'll, be, you'll be called somebody who lacks compassion, who's anti-science. You, you'll be cast out by the Democrats, so you won't get as much advertising if you're a professional athlete. So you bow. You have absolutely no chance of dying from it, no chance of being a significant, significant vector of it, but yet you bow to it because of the consequences of not bowing to it. This, I mean, you think about it. I, I, I love to watch professional cycling. And that COVID is broken out, so like the Tour de France now is, is putting in full COVID protocols. For what? These are all... Basically, 20 to 35-year-old men who can ride a bike at 60 to 70 miles an hour. Who are in the, I mean, they don't have an ounce of fat on their body. 82% of COVID deaths were obese people. That's true, by the way. And the average age of death of COVID-19 was 77 to 79. Average life expectancy in the United States is 77. But everybody has now got to wear masks again. 38 months into 15 days to flatten the curve, everyone's back in masks at the Tour de France. Oh my gosh. The White House is fully masked again. You have to be, you have to have a negative COVID test or mask or be fully vaccinated. Five vaccinations, or you know, you're not allowed in the White House. Never ends. Over what? What these athletes should do is go, what's the difference between this and the flu? We basically now, and also in, 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 in just using professional cycling as an example, everyone gets COVID tested every day, basically. So what if you're positive? What, what, oh, it's, but it's COVID. Okay, COVID means nothing. It's less virulent than the flu for any of those guys. It's 7 to 20, 20% less virulent for people under the age of 20. So if you're 20 to 35 in an excellent shape, it's 7 to 20% less virulent than the flu. And these guys used to ride around these races with the flu. Why not COVID? Because COVID has political consequences if you don't obey. You'll be called names. You'll be a conspiracy theorist. You'll be antithetical to science. You won't be a proper Democrat, a proper globalist. You won't be a community partner and a good neighbor used again to control you. That's what it is. So now you have, the again, a very mild variant of Omicron that's being, being used to usher in a global vaccine passport, a global health passport and there's no chance of dying from it at all no more of a chance than dying of a cold or dying of the flu that's the way that it is i'm trying to think of which one i want to go to next i might shift to something else (sighs) (laughs) i'm looking here i'm trying to make a decision here i don't have that much time left although i go really as long as i want if you want me to go longer send aaron a message tell him go longer (laughs) um (laughs) All right, I'll do the Trump stuff. I'll do the Trump stuff. And then I may do one other thing, maybe two other things. I'm going to try to do this fast. <laughs> I'm going to get through this as fast as I got through all the rest of the stuff. I'm quiet. My wife's <laughs> over to my left. <laughs> Quiet woman. 
All right, Colin McHugh video. Now, this is Andrew Weissman talking about, I just have to cover the Trump stuff briefly. I'm going to do, do it briefly because I actually want to get to one more thing after this. But I got to cover the Trump stuff, which, of course, is the Mar-a-Lago documents covered by the Presidential Records Act. There is no case, but here's Andrew Weissman's take. Play it for me. Uh, so they, they have all of the information about uh, the tape recording, what happened in that room, and everyone's version of what they recall. Um, so you don't put something like this in, in, a, in a charging instrument unless you have this completely locked down. That's just how anybody, and certainly how Jack Smith operates. Um, and so the big picture here, I think, for people is this is not a tape recording where we need to fly spec it. I mean, th- this is game over if you are following the facts and the law. Um, he's charged with having classified information and knowing that he had classified information. He's not even charged with dissemination, that is, showing it to somebody. But even that can be proved. Um, and the tape recording is absolutely clear. This is a question now of simply, will the government get a trial uh, before the general election? Will a jury actually follow the law and the facts? And will the electorate follow the facts and care? Um, that's really what this is about. It is not about the facts. I mean, you have the former president on tape, um, and that's just one piece of evidence. And that just just think about the search. I mean, like we're talking about a tape recording. That's, of course, great evidence if you're a prosecutor, but that's one piece of a massive mountain of evidence. So this really is not a case now about the facts. Which, by the way, that's Andrew Weissman, collusion hoaxer, PP hoaxer, Ukraine hoax or everything else, but I'm gonna we'll go deep into him in just a second. But he's talking to Lawrence O'Donnell. Lawrence O'Donnell this basically has a back door to the White House, just so everybody knows. He is Goebbels for the Democratic Party with a direct link to the White House. Lawrence O'Donnell has connections directly to the White House. This is put out by the state. And Andrew Weissman is brought on as a expert in legal affairs. Let's go over Andrew Weissman. He was in charge of the Enron investigation, which cost 80,000 people their jobs. When they crushed Arthur Anderson, which was the primary finance, finance, you know, whether financial counselor handled the, basically handled the finances of Enron. And they handled the finances of, of Enron, by the way, legally, legally. He lost every appeal. He crushed Arthur Anderson using false allegations and combined statutes, which I don't have time to get into. This, and they're doing the exact same thing with Trump. They, have, they are using undefinable crimes that because they're crimes that don't exist. These are crimes that don't exist is what these people do. Whether it's Weissman, whether it's Merrick Garland, whether it's Lisa Monaco. So let's go over these people. So he, and, and on appeal, this after crushing Arthur Anderson, no longer really in existence, 80,000 people lose their jobs for absolutely nothing. Lose, ever, just crushed into oblivion, lost everything. Lost everything they had. Gone. Also intimately involved Andrew Weissman with Hillary Clinton's Uranium One deal. Oh, my God. He's in there orchestrating the Uranium One deal, which where we sold 20% of our enriched uranium to Vladimir Putin, our allegedly, according to the Democratic Party, the greatest threat ever to humanity, including Mao, Hitler, and everybody else. Collusion. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, who's colluding? That's what Aaron just said, collusion. Who's colluding? He's involved with orchestrating the Uranium One deal with the Clintons. Here's the other thing. The 17 tapes, you've heard me say this numerous times. The 17 tapes, Poroshenko 
uh, prime minister of, U- of Ukraine with his corruption with Joe Biden, 17 tapes with Z- Zolchevsky or something like that. I can't remember the name. It, it, I wouldn't be able to pronounce it if I couldn't remember it, but it starts with a Z. The, the uh, CEO of Burisma meeting 17 times, meeting with via phone 17 times with Hunter and Joe, 200, 15, 1500 to Joe, orchestrating bribes. Poroshenko knows about it. His undersecretary, Onoshenko, turns the tapes in to the United States DOJ. Tries to. Tries to turn them into Andrew Weiss, the expert who wants to put Donald Trump in prison for 100 years. Understand how corrupt our country is lost. Not lost forever, but lost right now. These are the people who are making decisions about whether somebody spends the rest of their life in prison. A guy who's on Uranium One, a guy who's on Arthur Anderson in, in, uh, in, in the Enron deal. All of his Enron convictions were overturned. Every last one of them. But he didn't get their 80,000 jobs back. And those 17 tapes were... Tra- but Onoshenko tried to turn in those 17 tapes to Andrew Weissman, and he turned them down. They're out in the wind. And then, of course, Andrew Weissman was the primary attorney, you know, because Mueller had dementia at the time of the investigation, which is now coming out. Weissman was running that investigation. $41 million, 42 FBI agents came up with absolutely nothing because there is no crime. You you have an investigation for collusion. Collusion is not a crime. We ought to know that collusion is not a crime because we know that Hunter Biden was colluding with foreign entities, violating the FAIR Act, and sending money to his own dad. Now, if it affected legislation... In any way, shape, or form, then it's espionage. And, and, and by the way, who else was involved with, 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 uh, with Enron and Arthur Anderson? Jack Smith. Oh, my gosh, the prosecutor. The prosecutor, <laughs> who's prosecuted, the special prosecutor under Donald Trump. Who else? Jack Smith was also involved with Lois Lerner oh my and gosh. the Tea Party investigations. Well, she was never criminal. By the way, we got, if, the, if the statute of limitations haven't run out, Lois, Lois Lunar needs to be criminally charged. Jack Smith needs to be criminally charged. Andrew Weissman needs to be criminally charged. All of them, they're all in this together. All the same people. Lisa Monaco, who's Garland's number two, was also involved with these people. Understand that. That's, that's, and if you believe there's any sort of real justice in America, you're, you're, you are absolutely living in denial. You're living in oblivion. There is no justice. The same people are just Democratic Party operatives. They claim to be non-biased and then are the arbiters over trials and investigations, whether they're judges or attorneys like Andrew Weissman. If you're a D.C. judge and you're in charge of like the 1-6 hearings, these people are being sentenced, are being given prison sentences that are befitting somebody who stabbed somebody to death. And all they did was unlawful parading on the Capitol, and then they charged them with seditious conspiracy. What what was the what was the conspiracy? It doesn't even feed the doesn't even meet the statutory requirements. It's just like charging Trump under the Espionage Act. It doesn't meet the statutory requirements. It doesn't matter to these people. That's why they want it out of Florida and brought to a D.C. judge because if it's brought in front of a D.C. judge, it doesn't matter whether your affidavit's correct. doesn't matter whether the crime's correct. doesn't matter whether there's any evidence or not. You'll still get a conviction because it's a D.C. judge with a D.C. jury and a D.C. prosecutor. All right, where the heck am I at? <laughs> Joe Gabriel. Uh, where am I at? Joe Gabriel. Oh, Jay, here it is. Joe Gabriel. Just to tie this in together with everybody, with everything. Oh, one, you know, one last thing because this is what I want to tie it in. You, 
Andrew, Mc, I mean, uh, Weissman was talking about the Trump recordings. Talking about the Trump recordings. I'm just going to tell my wife, just come in. Nobody can see you. She's walking over here. Just come in. Just, just keep it, and I'll get it from you in a minute. Drives me nuts with you standing there. So, and on those recordings, Trump is saying, basically, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just reenact it for you. Trump's just sitting here doing this. They ha- on the indictment against Donald Trump under the Espionage Act. Under that, that's, that's about like a FARA violation. Foreign agency, foreign agent registry act makes it sound like it's something to do with espionage. It's not, it just has to do with lobbying. But it sounds really nefarious, right? So everybody's been talking about these recordings, right? Under Jack Smith's indictment, that they're not even part of the indictment. That's what they, Jack Smith, which by the way is a crime, a felonious crime. I went over this on Tuesday, leaked all of those recordings to CNN and only CNN. But there is no charge in his charging document, in his probable cause affidavit, his probable cause affidavit where it names his 39 charges, I think it is, under the Espionage Act. Not one of them has to do with the Iranian war plan that Trump allegedly showed to people. And Trump has said, I really wasn't showing them anything. I was just flipping around papers and having some bravado. Which that's Trump's downfall, being stupid. Mm-hmm. I love Trump. I'm leaning to Trump over DeSantis. Would vote for, obviously, DeSantis or Trump, whoever wins. But, and I love Donald Trump, but that's, that's his downfall. What's he doing, doing this interview? What are you doing? What are you doing? So that's not even, it's not even part of their evidence. He's not been charged with it. That's all that's ever talked about. But it's not even on the charging instrument. And here's the other side of that. What about Millie? <laughs> Millie was the one who drew up the Iranian war plan and then blamed Trump in public that Trump wanted to attack Iran. Trump didn't tell him to draw up the, the plan so that, he could, so that he could attack Iran. Millie did it on his own, came and lobbied Trump to attack Iran. And then publicly went out and said, I stopped Donald Trump from attacking Iran. That, that is, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I could spend three hours on a wormhole here. <laughs> This is what they always do. The FBI goes, you know, part of our FISA applications are, you know, and their FISA, when they were writing their FISA application, get their FISA warrants to wiretap Trump Tower. When they did it, one of their exam, one of, part of their evidence was that the media was reporting on Trump-Russia collusion. The FBI was the one who told the media. And it's the exact same thing here. Millie says, I stopped Donald Trump from attacking Iran. He just happens to leave out the fact that he was, try- was the one who tried to convince Donald Trump to attack Iran. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so these people are. So just back to Iran, laugh out loud, Joe Gabriel tweet. Iran memo, not among the 31 records, underlying charges in the Trump federal indictment. I just wanted everybody to see it for the record. Who's reporting on it? Look at the bottom. CBS News. It's not even part of it. All this, all this hoopla, all the Krasensteins and the T-Trix and the Lincoln Projects and the various other liberal minions on social media all talking about this is it. And then you got Andrew Weissman. This is it. That is absolute espionage. And it wasn't even used in the charging document. <laughs> what clowns. And anybody who believes, that's why I tell you. And again, you're like, Tom, you say this all the time. I know. You never do what these people tell you to do. If they tell you to mask, I don't know how you do the opposite of masking. I don't know how you think of anything, but I don't know. Whatever it is, do the opposite of it. They tell you to lock down, do the opposite. Have a party. Yeah. 
do the opposite. They're corrupt, demonic liars, fraudulent liars. More on Iran, Adam Credo tweet. Just in Biden's Iran nuke deal, <laughs> back to Iran, strange. You have this document talking about Trump and Iran as possible warfare, all this stuff. But who's the one who's actually ushering us closer to another war? Or I guess Ukraine's not enough for the Biden administration against the, I guess the Chinese Navy, the most technologically advanced Navy on the planet with hypersonic technology surrounding Taiwan. That's not good enough for them. Now that Biden's Iran nuke deal, now they've got to, they've got to enable Iran to have nuclear weapons, which will probably end up in Cuba. Biden's Iran nuke deal could enable Tehran to build eight nuclear weapons in three months. Oh, that's great. Nothing like a mullah <laughs> having a nuke. Yeah. Nothing like a mullah who believes that you and I are dogs and infidels and Israel shouldn't exist having a nuke. Somebody- but don't worry. The Biden administration is coming through and enabling them to get them. Congress should issue a restraining order against the Biden administration uh, Treasury Department to stop billions from reaching Iranian regime. That's what we need to do. You're like, well, if we do that to them, then they're going to do it to us. They do it to us anyway. And then we never react. Let's take the battle to them for once and cut off all of their money for the FBI and everybody else. All right, now I got to cover this one. Let me see. Yeah, I got to cover. I'll cover this one. And I'll do the other ones later. Yeah, go ahead, Aaron. Find this for me. Help Tom out. Go to the Ken Owens video with Bill Gates. Ken Owens, it's about three up from where we're at right now. Got it. You got it? All right, I had to cover this one because I got to cover the whole mosquito malaria thing. <laughs> I just have to cover it. It is really interesting. I got so much on vaccines. Gre- Greta Thunberg is in Ukraine along with Mike Pence. <laughs> How do you fly into an active <laughs> war zone? If guys, and it shows you, again, all the tactics of the left coming together. And Mike Pence there espousing the Ukraine war. Think about how galactically ignorant you have to be to espouse the Ukraine war. That we all know now that the Israeli prime minister had orchestrated a deal between Voldemar Zelensky and Vladimir Putin on the basis of Ukraine, um, with the Donbass reason having autonomy to choose whether they want to be in Russia or not, and various other stipulations. But it was all signed on. It was all signed on that the Ukraine, that, that Vladimir Putin and Volodymyr Zelensky agreed no war was necessary. You know, that Ukraine would not go into NATO. Those are the stipulations. Autonomy for the Donbass region where they could just simply choose. I want to be in Russia because it's all Russian speaking, the Donbass. Crimea, well, Crimea is already taken, sitting on the Black Sea. It's a major Russian naval installation. Whatever. It was already solved, and then you had Boris Johnson come in. Boris Johnson and Joe Biden come in and blow up the whole thing. Now you have the Ukraine war. And not to understand that and to be Mike Pence, if you're going to be a proper establishment Republican, then you have to support the industrial war complex. You just have to do it. So I'm going to, Mike Pence, being the spineless coward Judas that he is, he goes in there. He, again, he's not an ankle grabber. He's a butt cheek grabber. Each butt cheek grabbed bent over, spread them. I'll do whatever you say as long as you call me reasonable. As long as you call me electable. As long as a Democrat who will never vote for me likes me. It's all that he cares about, Mike Pence. And again, I was no one supposed to talk about that, so let me talk about mosquitoes. All right, Ken Owens' video. Let's, let's, I'm going set, to we'll set the table with Ken Owens' video. Bill Gates releases... We, so we, I'll, I'll set the table verbally, and I'll let this video back me up. For 20 years in the United States, we've not had one malaria case. We have malaria every year, but it comes in from other countries. How malaria actually starts, I researched it. It's very difficult to figure out. It's, I know how it's transmitted, but where, how, it, how it manifests itself, I don't know. 
But it, it transmits because one mosquito bites a malaria-infected person, and those parasites then are injected to the next person the mosquito bites. That is how it's actually transmitted, right? Haven't had any cases that have formed inside of the United States that people traveling from other countries infected malaria come in. There's about 80, I'm trying to remember exactly how many, it's over a half a million deaths per year from malaria. Serious business. Not the bubonic plague, but it is serious. We haven't had any homegrown malaria in the United States for 20 years. None, ever. How they stipulate whether it's homegrown or not, I don't know. We'll get into that in a minute. Because are they just saying that it's homegrown now? You, you can't believe anything from these people. They said uh, you know, the vaccine stops transmission infection, stops hospitalization, stops death, safe and effective. Not one of those things are true. Six-foot distance will keep you from getting COVID. None of that's true. Lockdown to go to the place where 76% of all COVID cases are caught inside your home. They put you there. Don't go outside where the chances are through, through vitamin D exposure via the sun. We'll keep you, keep you healthy. They don't want you there. So you can't trust these people, obviously. And I'm, spe- I'm preaching to the choir. And those of you that are watching 611 on right now, if you're watching on any other platform but Rumble, switch to Rumble permanently. Get the app. Even I can download apps. Switch to Rumble. Doing great on Rumble. Our goal is to get to 1,000 Rumble viewers. So suddenly now, after 20 years of no homegrown malaria, in two states, two only, very interesting which states they are, suddenly... We have homegrown malaria just popped up, not brought from overseas. Suddenly, there's homegrown malaria. Somehow it manifests itself here. How is that possible? This video will set it up for you. Play it for me, Tom. First, I want to talk a little bit about these two stories. This is, I got this from, you know, just mainstream media. New York Post. Malaria found in U.S. for the first time in 20 years. Alarming officials. My goodness. Malaria, a potentially deadly disease caused by mosquito-borne parasite, making inroads in the U.S. What? How could this be? Five new cases of malaria, one in Texas and four in Florida, are alarming officials because they were locally acquired, meaning a mosquito in the U.S. was carrying the parasite. No mosquitoes in America carrying malaria for 20 years. All of a sudden, we've got five cases in Florida. What are the odds? What could be behind this? Hmm. Now, malaria is, of course, transmitted by mosquitoes. Malaria spreads when a person carrying the parasite gets bit by a mosquito. The parasite develops inside the mosquito, which then bites another person or several other people, infecting them with the parasite. But people with the parasite in their blood don't always have symptoms, making it easy for the disease to spread when an asymptomatic person is bit. Symptoms of malaria include fever, shaking, chills, headache, muscle ache, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and tiredness, according to the CDC. It's not treated promptly. The infection can cause jaundice, anemia, kidney failure, seizures, mental confusion, coma, and death. Malaria can be treated when it's diagnosed early enough, and a vaccine is now available. Uh, I brought some here so you could uh, experience this. We'll let let those roam around the uh, auditorium a little bit there there's no reason only poor people should have have the experience uh oh, i'm sorry what's this uh, bill gates releasing genetically modified mosquitoes in florida well certainly that has nothing to do with it right i mean that can't be that can't be the case can it right you've got 20 years where not a single mosquito carrying mal- uh, malaria in the united states bill gates decides to release 
mosquitoes carrying malaria in a genetically modified form and suddenly you have cases, five of them in Florida. So there you go. Now remember too, we never had COVID-19 before either, right? Until you have Anthony Fauci sending in minio- his minions deep into China's bat caves to scoop up bat guana and, and, and extract viruses out of their poop and create alleged vaccines where they then use gain of function research in these viruses to make them transition uh, transmissible to humans so that they can create vaccines to make money off of when you're on the Gilead board. When you're on the Bill and Melinda Gates, well, he's not, he's not on the Gilead board. He just is substantially financially benefited from Gilead. I'll leave it at that. But he is on the Bill and Melinda Gates vaccine board. So you got to create business. So we don't have any mosquitoes carrying malaria in the United States anywhere for 20 years. So since 2003, nothing. Never had a coronavirus, never had a COVID-19. There's a coronavirus, SARS-CoV-1. It was in China that killed like 19 people or something. That was also, in my opinion, lab manipulated. But that's what they say that it wasn't. And we've heard that before too, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't have any malaria, any mosquitoes carrying malaria in the United States for 20 years. And then you have genetically mutated malaria carrying mosquitoes released by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation by Bill Gates. Into, and he's not the only one. Into the two states where malaria infected his mosquitoes have been found. Only two. He's released them in Texas, and he's released them in Florida, and there's only two states where these where malaria-infected mosquitoes have been found. Weird, isn't it? Hmm. It's just like I remember back in Australia when Aaron and I first started this podcast, Aaron and I and Tommy, my son's sitting here too, started this podcast. It was weird that suddenly all these people that were taking the vaccine were coming up HIV positive. Yeah. Weird, isn't it? They weren't HIV positive before, but suddenly they are. And you're like, well, they turned out not to be. Well, yeah, they turned out not to be, but they have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, which is basically the same thing. Yeah. Not quite as severe, but you can't fight off any illnesses. Hence the reason why they've had more COVID deaths in 2022 than 2021 and 20 combined in Australia for the, from the least virulent variant. So here's an anomaly tweet. The CDC says... It allowed the release of GMO mosquitoes within the last few years to help prevent new outbreaks. How do you how do you how do you prevent an outbreak of a disease releasing diseased mosquitoes that you're guessing are genetically modified? You've never tested it. And this is what, you know, like Robert Kennedy Jr. has come out and said, the only, the only I don't want to even call them uh, medications, because I'll leave this up for me. Medications that are not placebo tested our vaccines everything else aspirin is placebo tested you have a control group and you have a placebo group control group receives the medication placebo group unknowingly doesn't receive the medication right and you test the results it's called also a double blinded uh, t- a double blind technique double blind research double blind test whatever it is whatever you want to call it but only vaccines don't get that they're the only ones that don't get that. That's weird, isn't it? The CDC says it allowed, and that's what the CDC pushes, and then says they're safe and effective with absolutely no evidence at all. So the CDC allowed Bill Gates to release genetically modified mosquitoes within the last few years to help prevent new outbreaks of disease. Just like they do gain-of-function research to help prevent 
the, the, the disease that they're genetically modifying to be transmitted to a person. Yeah. Did everybody get that? I didn't say it really well. But they do gain-of-function research to cause a disease to be transmissible to a human so that they can prevent it's trans so they can prevent it from becoming a pandemic <laughs> by then creating a vaccine to fight off the disease that they themselves created that's what they're doing here again they're doing it again in 2023 question mark an outbreak of malaria for the first time in decades in the exact same states that they released them so you have the cdc rochelle rolinsky who told pregnant women to take a vaccine that killed tw- that killed 28 out of 32 babies in the vaccine trial? 28 out of 32 women miscarried in the vaccine trial, and that vaccine whore Rochelle Walensky calls it safe and effective for pregnant women, and they're doing the exact same thing here again. They're out there, they're, they're causing a disease that they're, well, Bill, Bill has put it out recently. I've got a, very, a malaria vaccine almost ready for public consumption. Oh and so there he is. That's an absolute fact. Check it out. Check it out for yourself. And he's releasing genetically modified organisms into the freaking air, man. In my state. Yeah, why Florida and why Texas? Yeah, yeah, that's another point. Why do you choose two of the most conservative states? To do your research in. To do your Goebbels experimentation in. Do your non-double-blinded study again in. All right, go to the next one for me. I don't even know what it is. New York Post. Oh, just so you know. Oh, Russia, Russia, Russia. Putin's always... Listen, I'm no Putin fan, but I, I, don't, think, I don't think Putin's any worse than Voldemar Zelensky. No. I don't think Putin's any worse than Justin Trudeau or Joe Biden, to be honest with you. New York Post, Russia accuses U.S. of planning to drop malaria-bearing mosquitoes. Oh, conspiracy theory. Uh, Conspiracy theory, right? Really? They just did it in Texas and Florida. Did you? By the way, we all have Florida residents in here. Did you know Bill Bill Gates did any of this? Nope. Nobody here knew. I didn't know that he was releasing GMO, genetically modified mosquitoes, in the state of Florida that are bearing somehow bearing malaria, probably. They're saying, everybody will, t- oh, let's go to the next one, I'll show you. Go, go to the next one. So this was put out. Uh, this was actually a response to Anomaly's tweet. They call it Community Notes on Twitter. These gene-modified mosquitoes are incapable of spreading disease. Only female mosquitoes bite, and these die before adulthood. Additionally, they were released in Monroe County, 160 miles away from the detector. Oh, yeah, mosquitoes, they can never travel. They don't lay eggs in water. By the billions, they can now. So Monroe County mosquitoes will never go to Duval County, will never go to Broward County, will never go to Dade County, will never go to Collier County, right? That'll never happen. That's absolutely ridiculous. 160 miles away from the detected site. As well as California. So they're claiming they did it in California too. Nobody else has said that though. None were released in Texas. So that's what they're saying. Now, what is the sources? Where did he get these sources from? Uh, The CDC... And NBC News. So in other words, just bold-faced lies. That's all it is. The very people releasing this are the ones who tell them that. And lo and behold, they show up where, where it has been publicly acknowledged they were actually released. There it is. Hey, I want to show everybody this. This is my son, Tommy, right here. He's, uh, he'll be doing his first professional fight 
Tommy Lightley, he's on the, I think you probably tell which one's my son on the right hand <laughs> side. He's fighting uh, Marquise Forrest, first ever professional fight at the Hard Rock in Tampa. Come see him if you want. I'll be there in the, uh, the second row. But uh, wish, you know, of course, wishing him the best, and uh, God will give him his best. It'll be a great fight. So be there if you can. All right, that's it. 1030, extra 30 minutes of Fury and I keep going over. Just too much. Thank you, 584 people on. Nobody go off. All you're going to see now is about 90 seconds until we get to. I have so many videos at the end. So many. <laughs> Some really of them does. are hysterically <laughs> funny. Some of them are very disturbing. <laughs> But hang around for the videos. They are great. Most of them are brand new. Hang around for them. It's only 90 seconds till we get to them. A few little ads. Going to pimp, pimp some, some merchandise. But just hang around. It's not that long. The only commercial really that we have. Stick around for it. Back here Saturday night, 1030, for a very brief 55 minutes of Fury. It's going to be a big cut for me this week because I'm averaging two hours plus of Fury this week for some reason. Yeah. Just can't get enough. I can't. I can't. There's just too much. And he still didn't get the most of my stuff tonight. Still didn't get much. I had a lot more to get to. Greta Thunberg in Ukraine. Nigel Farage can't get a bank account anymore. Oh, so many, so many things. I spent three hours. Three hours. I can get three hours more right now. I can do it right now. He could. <laughs> okay. But anyway, be back here Saturday night, 1031. Last thing, love each and every one of you. Be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, which means so be it. See you Saturday night. From everyone who has been given much, or Romans 832, everything, all things. Ephesians 1:3, everything, every spiritual gift is yours. What was this much that was given to you? It can be summarized in two words. Holy Ghost. Nobody's got the Holy Ghost but you. The unsaved do not have the Holy Ghost. You got it. Narrow is the way and few find it. We are supposed to be a remnant that the world is petrified of because of the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the much that was given to you.